and you'll be able to listen to it again. So once again, welcome to Pastor CJ's Sunday School class every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We are here in the uh, Sunday School, um, uh, not a Sunday School room, it's actually the sound booth of our church. Good morning, Brother Clifton, good to see you. Good morning, Sister Brittany, Matthew, good morning. Praise God, good to see you guys on here this morning. Hey, it's cold outside. Y'all better bundle up before you get in that car. Warm your car up. Let it crank up a little bit and build up some heat. But listen, it's nice and toasty inside the church this morning. So y'all come and be a part of what we're doing. We got the food bank ministry going on today at 2 o'clock. And you don't want to miss that. So once again, welcome to Pastor CJ Sunday School class. Let's just dive right on into the Word of God this morning. And uh, let's start off with prayer. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. God, that we can be with you today. Father, we thank you for your divine presence in the house of worship this morning. We plead the blood of Jesus over this sanctuary, Lord. Send forth the angels and protect us spiritually and physically this morning. And Father, we ask you right now, Lord, for your divine touch in the house of God today. Let the Holy Ghost reign in here today. Let the Holy Ghost move and minister to the people today. And we just honor you, Lord, this morning. We honor you in our Sunday school class, we honor you in our service this morning. And Father, we pray over our food bank ministry today. This is our first day doing this. And God, we're, uh, you know, we don't really know how it's going to go. But I have a feeling, Lord, that we're going to have more than we can actually handle. And Father, I just ask you, Lord, to give us the ability to handle this morning the food bank drive. Lord, for the, the people that are coming out. And Father, we just thank you, Lord. Uh, that we have this opportunity to do this, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus to our community and to love on our community. We give you praise and honor and glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. First thing I want to talk to you about this morning is actually 3 John, verse 2. 3 John is only one chapter, and we're going to look at verse 2. It's such an important verse this morning, okay? So in 3 John verse 2 it says beloved i wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers that's the king james version i'm going to read the same verse to you from young's literal translations and i want to tell you why i like young's literal trans translation is because there's a lot of bibles out there you got the messenger bible the passion bible niv you got a lot of uh, translations out there that I stay away from. And the reason I do is because they, they are man's interpretations of what God is saying instead of literal translations. You want to stick to literal translations and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and tell you what God is saying. You don't want somebody's opinion. You want God's opinion. Good morning, Sister Tina. It's good to see you on here this morning as well. So in Young's literal translation is actually a translation from the original uh, Hebrew and Greek. And uh, it's a literal translation of what the scriptures are saying. It reads a little different because in Hebrew, uh, for example, they write from, from the right to the left. Where in English, we write from left to right. So they say things a little different, little phrases here and there. But if you'll read the li Young's literal translation, and you can find this on your Bible apps that are out there. Uh, if you've got a Bible app on your phone, you can Google down and you can find that this morning. But Young's literal translation says, instead of saying, I wish, because wishing 
is like I've been telling you, wishful hoping is not faith. So wishful hoping is not faith. And um, we want to make sure that we, we understand the word. So it says desire. In Young's little translation, it says desire. Thank you, Miss Angel. Uh, she told me that the echoing stopped a good deal. All right. So in, in Young's little translation, it says desire. So it says, I desire that you prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So this is so important to understand the heart of God. People ask the question, well, what's the will of God in my life? Well, he says it right here in 3 John verse 2, that the will of God in our life is, first of all, for us to prosper. Okay, God cares about your finances. Uh, God cares if you have enough food on your table, if, he, if you have heat in your home, especially a day like today. We wake up this morning and it's 10 degrees. Uh, you going to tell me that God doesn't care whether we're cold or whether we're hot or whether we're warm? Or, or He doesn't care. Yes, He does. So God cares about our needs. And so He prospers us so that we will be able to provide adequate heat for ourselves on a cold day like today. God cares about us. And it says, and be in health. God cares about our health. He cares about us. He wants us to be in his. God's desire is for us to be healthy, not sick. God's desire is for us to be healed and not sick. So here's the thing that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, and we're going to be talking about it again this morning, is we're talking about the 101 healing scriptures that deals with our body's healing. God has provided healing for us, but we have got to educate ourselves in God's word Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we've got to have knowledge in what God's Word says to us. And if we don't have knowledge, then we cannot have faith. And we don't have faith, we don't have the power to believe. And so there we go in a cycle. We are just, we stay sick, and we don't, and we just stay in that, in that, in that way. And a lot of people struggle with, well, I know God, God heals, I know God can heal, but will he? They deal with God's willingness to heal. And actually, this is a satanic attack from the enemy. The devil wants to attack your mind, and he wants to tell you that it's not God's will to heal you. But it is. It is definitely God's will to heal you this morning, and you want to um, understand that, that God gave you birth into this world, not that you could die from some terrible disease, but that you can live and accomplish the mission that God has, has created you to accomplish. We all have a mission in life, and uh, we want to accomplish the mission that God has given us to do. Well, if you're sick and laid up in bed, and you're not able to get out and, and, and accomplish the mission that God created you to do, then guess what? You're not, you're not getting that. Amen. Uh, Miss Angel says we're not on the radio. Well, we were on the radio a second ago. Let me try it again. Looks like we got kicked off the radio while we're reconnecting. Looks like we are back on the radio now. Sorry for all you radio listeners out there. I don't know what happened, uh, but I think we are back on the radio now. God bless. Okay, so desire to prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So we've got to settle this thing. It is God's desire to heal me. It is God's desire for my good. God is a good God, and He wants to give me good things. He wants to be there. I just saw the radio kick off again. Let me connect that thing. 
So when you come in today, Miss Angel, you're going to have to see what's going on with this radio program. So that's why we're on two devices. We're on Facebook and in radio. Sometimes we get kicked off Facebook and radio's the only thing that carries us. It's, it's crazy how this thing works out. Technology, right? You got to love it. You got to love the technology. But we've got to understand that it's God's will to heal us and it's God's will uh, to prosper us. God cares about our finances. He cares about where we live and He cares about how we're living. <coughs> he cares about what we're driving. <coughs> Amen. Grab me some water when you can, Miss Angel. So He cares about what we're driving. He cares about what, how we're living, where we're living. He cares about what's going on in our life. Uh, he cares for us. He wants us to be uh, prosperous in our job. He wants us to be blessed in our job. He wants us to be healthy in our bodies. And let me tell you something that I've learned. You know, I didn't get this out of Scripture. I just figured this out one day. Is that you're only as wealthy as you are healthy. If you are not healthy, it is hard to work. And you're sick in your body. It is hard to get up in the morning and go to work. When you're in pain and agony, um, you know, we live in a different time today. And right now, the flu season is upon the people. Uh, there's so many people that I know that's been sick, so many people in the hospital. Um, you know, they, they say it's a flu, but it may be COVID. I don't know what it is. Um, but it hasn't been that long since we lived through the COVID pandemic. Um, amen. Isn't that the truth, Sister Brittany? It's been that long since we lived through the, the COVID pandemic, and now we have seen like a flu pandemic is what they're calling it. But listen, God cares about that. And you can't, it's hard to work when you're sick. Now, in the past, I have went to work sick with the flu. It was a different time. People weren't scared of the flu back then. They weren't scared of COVID back then. And you could go to work. But today's time is hard. It's hard to do that. A lot of jobs will tell you to go home and stay home. And don't want you to come back until you have a doctor's note saying that you don't have COVID or you don't have the flu or whatever. <clears throat> so times are a little difficult now um, than what they used to be. So this is why it's so important that we understand the will of God in our life. We got to understand that it is God's will for to heal us. It is God's will to prosper us. It is God's will that we live a better life today than we lived yesterday. Listen to that. It is God's will for you to live a better life today than you did yesterday. We cannot change yesterday. We cannot go back in the past and change what happened last year. But we can change what we're doing today, and we can change what's going to happen to us tomorrow. And that's about making right decisions, making right choices. You know, I've, I've said it for a long time, and I stick with my statement that the only difference between us and the people behind bars today in jail is choices. Uh, they've made some bad choices, and we've made some good choices. But you know what? Tell the truth, we've also made some bad choices too. You know, even though we've not gone to jail, we've made some bad choices in our lives that's caused us a job or maybe caused us relationships with people. Uh, we've made some bad choices. We've, we have bought things out of impulse when we should not have bought it. Uh, we've bought things without consulting the Lord. Um, I can remember one time in my life where I was getting ready to sign the papers on buying a brand new pickup truck, and this happened many years ago, and I felt a check in my spirit. The Holy Spirit, 
you know, the unction of the Holy Spirit is inside of us, a check of the Holy Spirit. And I just felt, man, this is the wrong thing to do. Do not sign these papers. I just kept feeling that. But you know, I just ignored it. And I pushed through and I signed those papers and I bought that truck. And this was the year of 2008. Does anybody know what happened in 2008? Yeah, the economy crashed in 2008. Well, the Holy Spirit knew what was going to happen before I did. He tried to prevent me from doing that. If I had just listened, I would have avoided that truck being repossessed um, months, months later. And because I ended up leaving the job the, um, where I was at, the job I was at, the payroll was bouncing. Um, people couldn't get paid. And uh, so I was in a bad situation, had to change jobs, didn't make as much money in my second job as I'd made there. And I couldn't keep the truck payments going. So I ended up losing that truck. And if I had just listened to the unction of the Holy Spirit that day, I would not have found myself in that situation. So we make bad choices by not consulting the Lord. We make bad choices by not listening to the Holy Spirit. And we've got to learn that we have got to listen to the Holy Spirit at all times and obey Him, even when it doesn't make sense, even when we don't see a problem, trust the Holy Spirit. He always knows what's best for us and He cares for us. So this is so important to understand that in Second John, no, Third John, chapter, uh, verse 2, Third John, verse 2, that He says, Beloved, I desire above all things Listen to this. I desire above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So he's talking about prosperity, which is financial. He's talking about your health, which is your physical body. And now he's talking about your soul. You know, you need to, have, you need to be soul healthy. There's so many people out there that are not soul healthy. They are soul sick. I'm telling you, they're sick in their soul. They have been damaged through trauma. They have been damaged uh, through, I mean, there's people that have been in car wrecks. And after they've been in car wrecks, they live in such a fear. They're afraid to even get in a car and go down the road anymore because they have such a fear of what had happened. They're afraid it's going to happen again. And it's, and it's a trauma that happened in their life that cripples them. And there's situations that come up in our life that sometimes it's through bad relationships and we have trauma in our life and we are afraid to trust anybody again because our trust has been broken, our trust has been damaged, and we live in that world where we just don't trust anybody. And, I mean, there's people afraid to go outside at, in, at night. They're, they're afraid to go out in the dark, you know, because uh, they're afraid of the dark. They don't know what's out there. And they live in that fear. I mean, I've seen grown people, you think, only kids are afraid of the dark. No, I've seen grown people afraid of the dark. Uh, afraid to go outside and even go to their car to get something in the middle of the night because it's dark outside. Uh, I've seen that. Um, so it, it, it cripples people. And God doesn't want us to live that way. God wants us to live free. He wants your soul to be healthy. And there's people out there that are battling mental, um, mental sicknesses right now that really started in their soul. They're battling mental sicknesses and making bad choices after bad choices after bad choices. And it started with their soul being sick. 
So God wants to heal all of that. And, to, and I believe in order to heal a mental uh, sickness, you've got to heal the soul sickness. I, I think the Holy Spirit has to get into your soul, and he's got to bring healing. He's got to get that fear out of you. He's got to rebuke that anxiety. There's people living in anxiety that is so crippling. Probably, I heard a preacher say one time that we live in the age of anxiety. That everybody, it seems to be, everywhere we go, we're seeing people that are struggling with anxiety. Well, that is something that, I tell you, that it opens the door to the devil in your life. And he will torment you through that. He will use anxiety to torment you. And, and there's people that are mentally sick today that started off, and it, through anxiety, through trauma, and uh, things happen in their life. I mean, anxiety is a product, a result of trauma that somebody has been through at some point in their life. And it goes back to healing, and it goes back to forgiveness. We have got to learn to walk in forgiveness, even when we don't think they deserve it. There's people out there that probably do not deserve to be forgiven. But you know what? Jesus said for us to learn to forgive people. And Peter asked him, how many times do I have to forgive my brother who transgresses against me every day? He says, and he says, 70 times 7. 490 times a day for one person is how many times you have to forgive that person. Well, you know, that's infinity, really. I mean, that's... You're not going to be in that situation to where you got one person in your life and you got to forgive them 490 times. But, so what Jesus was saying is basically infinity. You've got to continue to forgive and continue to forgive and continue to forgive. Even if they don't deserve it every single day of your life. And forgiveness starts with a decision. That's I choose. I make a decision. I, I don't like this person's ways. I don't like what they've done to me. I don't even know how to forgive them, but I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to force myself to forgive them somehow. And then you just ask the Lord to help you. Holy Spirit, help us to forgive. Right now, let's just pray that right now. Holy Spirit, help us to forgive. We don't know how to forgive people. We don't know how to walk in forgiveness. But Lord, we need you to show us and teach us how to walk in love and in forgiveness right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, there's people right now that I know that talk bad about me. There's people that don't like me. There's people that run me down. There's people, I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? as likable as I am, man, I'll tell you, I'm just a joy to be around. <laughs> and my wife is probably laughing right now. <laughs> but you know, there's people out there in the world that just don't like me, and there's people out there that are talking about me constantly and running me down. But you know what? I can't let that in me. I can't be bitter toward them. You know, when I lay my head on my pillow at night, I need to have peace that I can go to sleep. I can't be dwelling on so-and-so said this about me, and so-and-so is thinking this about me, and, and so-and-so called somebody to talk about me, you know, I can't be dwelling on all that. So you know what I have to do? I forgive them. I forgive them. They're just children. They're just little babies in the Lord. They don't even know what they're doing, you know. That's why Jesus said on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they knoweth not what they do. And that's what people, like, they come up against us, they don't know what they're doing. They say things against us, and, you know, and all they're doing is, 
is creating havoc in their own lives because no weapon, Isaiah chapter 54, verse uh, 17, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment shall be condemned, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You know, So when somebody hurts you, somebody speaks ill of you and, and tries to run you down, just forgive them. Just forgive them and just, you know, I just bless those little children. You know, that's what you have to do. Bless those little children. They just And just call them children. Don't care how old they are. They might be 85 years old. And if they, they're running you down and talking bad about you, you just say, well, bless them little children because they're acting like children. And we have to look at them through the eyes of God. And in the eyes of God, we're all children. Amen. So we got to learn to walk in forgiveness. It starts with a decision. And then you ask the Holy Spirit to help you to learn how to forgive people. Amen. Good to see you this morning, Sister Darlene. Pray to you and Brother Darrell be with us in this morning uh, church service. We have an exciting day today. So as we look at 3 John verse 2, in Young's literal translation, it says the word desire instead of wish. And this is so important because, like I said, I don't really like the word wish because some people are confused with, the, with wishing and being in faith. And they don't know the difference. Good morning, Brother Steve. I love you, my brother. I haven't seen you in a long time. God bless you and surely this morning. Amen. Uh, but I don't like the word wish because there's so many people that I run across in prayer and they're in what I call wishful hoping instead of being in biblical hoping and in biblical faith. And uh, they just, uh, you know, so I don't like that word. So when I looked at Young's literal translation, and I saw the word desire. It really spoke to me a lot. So it says in, in 3 John, um, verse 2, if you're just now joining us, Sister Darlene, Brother Steve, um, we are in 3 John, verse 2. It says, desire. Beloved, I desire above all things that you will prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. This is so important to understand the will of God in our life and what God's desire for us really is this morning. I didn't come in this morning really to in, intend on focusing so much on the Scripture because I have other Scriptures I wanted to talk about. But I really feel by the Holy Spirit that there's so many people struggling right here. And they don't understand the will of God. They think it's the will of God for them to be sick. They think it's the will of God for them to be poor. And there's even sermons out there, people preaching, you know, that, that God wants you to be poor. Uh, that God doesn't want you to have financial blessings in your life. He doesn't want you to be rich. I mean, come on, let's just deal with that for a moment. There's nothing wrong with being rich as long as you don't worship the money. When you worship the money and all your trust is in the money and not in God, then you've got a problem. But as long as your trust is in God and you know that God is your source, it's okay if you've got millions of dollars in the bank. If God is your source and the money is not, if you will still trust God when the money is all gone, see, that's where the real test comes from. Can you still trust God? Can you still have faith in God when you're broke, when you have nothing, when you have lost everything, when you have lost everything, can you still trust God? And Angel and I have been there. Listen, Angel and I have been on the mountaintop 
when uh, before 2008, I was making top dollar in Atlanta. Uh, we were we were living. We wouldn't have been long since we had built our house um, in 2006. I think we built our house, and and then the current economy crashed in 2008. But you know, we were driving uh, um, uh, new cars, and we were living in a new house, and I was making top dollar. But listen, and, and we lost it all. We lost it all even before that when we lived in another house and it burnt down and we lost everything we had. We've been there when we've lost everything we've had, but we held on to one another and we held on to God and we trusted God and we knew that God could restore. And I want to tell you, God has done more than restore all the things that we've ever lost in our 30, we're going on 39 years of marriage. Everything that we've ever lost, God has more than restored in our life. It's because we know that God is our source. God is our source. Not the job, not the money in the bank. It is God. People are not your source. And this is where a lot of preachers get in trouble, is they're afraid to preach the truth of God's Word because they need that tithe check to pay their bills. And they're afraid that if they step on toes, and if they really preach the truth, then the people will get mad and they will stop tithing and they will quit the church. And the truth is that that's exactly what's going to happen. When you preach the truth, preachers, people are going to get mad at you and they're going to stop tithing and they're going to quit your church because you're telling them the truth. Uh, and this happens all the time, all the time. And um, I could probably write a book about how many people I know that has left the church because of the truth. But here's the thing. Preachers cannot trust and put confidence and all their hope in the people to support them. They've got to have trust in God. You've got to know that God is your source. And this is it. God is our source. So let's look at 3 John verse 2. Beloved, I desire above all things that you be in health, that you prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. It settles it this morning that God is our source, that God cares about us. Good morning, Pastor Terry. Love you, my brother. God bless you up there in Tennessee. I know it's got to be cold where you are, probably covered in snow. Brother, it's 10 degrees down here in Georgia. <laughs> Y'all pray for us. <laughs> Amen. But God is good to us this morning, and God cares for us this morning, and His desire is that we be uh, prosperous, and He cares about where we live. He cares about how much money we have in the bank account. He cares about how we're living. He cares about what we're driving. He cares if we have good tires on our car or if we have bald tires. God cares about those things, and He wants to make sure that we have the best. That's His desire. He cares about our health. We've got to know, we've got to settle this, that first of all, God does not put sicknesses and diseases on us. That is a lie from the very pit of hell. Satan orchestrated that lie that a good God would put sicknesses and diseases on you. The truth is, in the Garden of Eden before Adam sinned, there was no sicknesses. There was no death. Sicknesses and death came after the fall of Adam. If you want to know what the will of God is for your life, go back to the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, God was providing everything for Adam and Eve. Everything was provided. All the fruit trees were there. I mean, they lived in the finest land of all creation, the Garden of Eden. It had three rivers running through it, okay? And the animals were there. It was a beautiful paradise. The temperature was just right. 
all the time. Even this cold weather that we're in right now is a result of sin in the world. Before sin came into the world, even the temperature in the Garden of Eden was perfect, okay? So everything was perfect. God created the garden. He created the garden, and it was perfect. And then he put man who had no sin in the perfect garden. The perfect man in the perfect garden. The problem was Satan came along and started telling lies, and Adam and Eve believed the lies of the devil and rejected the truth of God. And that's where we are in society today. Sicknesses and diseases did not happen until the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. You've got to understand this. It is not, God is not trying to teach you something through making you sick. If God wants to teach you something, He will speak to you and tell you what He's wanting to teach you. That's why He sent you pastors. That's why He sent you teachers. That's why we have prophets in the land. God speaks to us through His holy reason. He has put a Bible in your lap, a literal Bible. And if you can't read or just too lazy to read, you've got Bible apps that will read to you. God has given you every tool possible for you to hear His Word and understand His will. It is not God's will for you to be sick. It is God's will for you to be healthy. And you are only, listen to this, write it down, you are only as wealthy as you are healthy. And God cares about that. So, uh, again, 3 John, verse 2, Beloved, I desire above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. That is Young's literal translation, a literal translation from Hebrew and Greek. Once again, my friends, we are out of time. The Sunday school class goes by so fast, 30 minutes. We start at 9 a.m. For all those who came on late this morning, we start at 9 a.m., and we go to 9.30. Listen, this is such an important lesson. It's going to be on podcast. You can go to our website, bowdencog.org, and you can click onto the podcast, and you will find it on there. Even today, it will be on podcast. And you can re-listen to this entire episode uh, from the beginning to the end on podcast. It will also be lifted up on the internet radio, it will be loaded up on there as well. And if you've not listened to our internet radio, there's about two to three years of sermons and programs on there going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to the teaching and the preaching of God's Word because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for all of my listening audience this morning. For those that are joining me live on the internet radio, Father, I ask you for blessings upon them. For those that are with me on Facebook, that you would bless them as well. And Father, bring us to the house of worship this morning. Lord, as we get ready to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, help us today in our food bank ministry. Father, give us warmer weather. Let the, let the heat wave come in. I know we're scheduled to be at about 38 degrees at 2 o'clock, but God, you can warm that up for us because that's when we're going to be out there giving out this food and father we just thank you lord that you're going to warm up that temperature and you're going to help us god send us the hands and the feet of jesus send us the people that we need to help us in our food bank ministry today and lord we just thank you for a glorious glorious day as this is a day that you have made and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it 
God bless you, my friends. Remember that Jesus is Lord. And everybody said, Amen. I'll see you soon. God bless.